Hi, everyone. Welcome to this edition. It's week 41 of 2023. I'm Tim Ard, your host of Along This Forest Apps Road, and so glad you could join us today. Uh, I uh, had a, a great week last week. We were kind of uh, in the process of moving. Uh, we're uh, because of my my recent uh, changes in my my health conditions and things. We we were able to quickly sell our property here in in Rome, and we found another small house that's uh, being refurbished. We're going to move into, and so we've. Uh, We've uh, started the the cleanup and the moving process, which has been we we have accumulated so much stuff. But uh, over the over the past few weeks, I've uh, put up some videos that we um, we did on uh, Instagram and on YouTube that was talking about uh, control of the tree and the safety of uh, getting back into a uh, a retreat zone or a escape route when felling the tree. There's a lot of injuries that take place uh, by struck buys. That's about the number one thing when it comes to tree care as well as logging. And one of the reasons is, and, and so many times you see this on different videos uh, and people working in, in production situations in the woods, is that they stay with the stump trying to steer the tree. And uh, when you do that, that, that puts you in an area of uh, possible uh, struck by situations from limbs or tops or other dead wood falling. And so uh, we discuss that a lot of times with our training programs, whether it be with the uh, city, county, state or whatever. But where I really got started uh, with with my instruction and I'm I'm not, a, you know, a, a production faller. I, I really have have never been a, a production faller, but I've had a lot of experience working with with training. My my teacher was Soren Eriksson. Soren was a, a Swedish logging uh, uh, professional and a productive faller. He he got started in the '60s and ended up uh, forming a, a training organization called Nordfor. He came to the states in the late uh, '70s or early '70s. Started come here and then in the late '70s, uh, kind of moved to the United States and started a relationship with Steel and did a lot of shows and things. And that's where I got introduced to him. And then we went on later uh, to work with Husqvarna's sponsorship as he moved over to that. And, and we've done a lot over the years uh, working with, with uh, very high productive logging situations in the south and also in the west. And I've worked with uh, uh, loggers and production cutters in, in uh, Washington State, Oregon, uh, in the middle U.S. with high-grade hardwoods, and well as the, uh, the southern United States with, um, you know, production uh, falling and, and logging operations for uh, southern uh, loblolly pine and then also in different situations in the in the eastern united states with hardwoods and also white pines and i've i've done quite a lot uh, i guess in the the middle 90s up till today i've i've more or less uh, concentrated on city county and state there's a lot of chainsaw usage there. It's mainly for operations of storm cleanup that that takes place. But it's it's uh, it's something that 
uh, there's a lot of chainsaw use. So I've, I've really concentrated on that. There's still game of logging instructors that carry on the, the logging side and Arbor Master training that, that carries on the, the uh, tree care side that I've been involved with and worked with a lot of uh, power companies and things like that as well. So that's a little bit of my background, but I want to, I want to go back to some, some basics, uh, here on this this particular podcast i've got i've got some video clips here that i want to play and and kind of discuss some of the issues that uh, have have come about and I, I think it's so important that that we take and 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 look at those things because um i i see a, a lot of professionals out there that have never had the opportunity to attend a, a training workshop where you have uh, you know someone that can can give you some some background and and some uh, uh, training that maybe you haven't experienced on your own and i i think that's important uh, that uh, soren used to say that the best training you can get is experience and i do agree with that experience is an important part but he always used to finish up with stating that uh, that you got to remember there's two different kinds there's good experiences and bad experiences and in the logging and tree care it seems like a lot of the the um statistics that i hear over the years is that a lot of the injuries whether it be serious or or simple um take place in the first uh, you know six weeks to six months on the job and a lot of that because of of uh, the training we we try to get by the seat of our pants and we don't have a good planning process to to work with there and i think that's that's really the key and so as we as we look at some of this i i'm, I'm going to kind of walk through some of it because I, I've had the opportunity to work with with many excellent, experienced, productive fallers and and uh, storm crews and in Western, Central, and Southern, Eastern United States, and and I, I just think it's important that everybody is exposed to to some of this because it's um, it, it's very important to, to to build a good solid base to to work on as you as you go from tree to tree because every tree is different. There's, there's not uh, two of them that are exactly the same. So it's important to, to have a plan and to have a simple process that you can apply that plan quickly uh, so that you can maintain your production as well as maintain the safety. And so uh, a few weeks ago, I, I, I published a, a video. Uh, it was on a tree that I cut in South Carolina. And I want to show you a little bit of that. And I had over uh, 1.1 million views on the short. And I think a lot of people look at the shorts on YouTube or on Instagram and, and you know, they watch the first couple of minutes. Oh, that's crazy. You know, <clears throat> he's never cut com commercially. He doesn't have a, uh, a background. And, and, you know, uh, people don't know me and I don't know them. But I will say this in one minute video, uh, you're not going to find out much about either one of us. But the, the basics that are in that video are, are true, and it's something that we have to understand is a lot of people out there, whether professional or part-time backwood firewood cutters, run into the same kind of incidents. And uh, understanding how, how a hinge and a notch can control that. You don't have to necessarily stay right there with the tree to be able to uh, get control and proper placement, very accurate placement. 
but you do have to understand the variables. And that goes to the planning process first of looking for hazards in the work area, looking for hangers and vines and, and dead tops and limbs and things like that in the tree that you're about to cut. And that's not only standing, but also on the ground. And then you have to look for the leans because a lean is where that tree wants to go. Uh, but you can't always put it there. You, you've got to think about uh, being able to place that tree where, where it has to go because of an opening. So I'm looking for a spot that's long enough and wide enough to place the tree without any hazards or obstacles to speak of. And so you have a side lean and a forward to back lean. And you try to go with the forward leans. And sometimes you have a lot of side lean to overcome, but you try to go as straight against side lean as possible. But it's not always uh, capable of doing that. There are some limitations. I mean, uh, you know, an eight to 10 foot uh, side lean is probably not going to hold on the fall. Um, it's according to the fiber. Is it dried? Is it green? Is it pliable? What species? To some extent, although I always say that's not as much species as it is that specific tree. But it is something that uh, that affects the ability of the hinge to hold. But I can tell you, if you're staying there beside the tree and trying to get it to hold, it's not necessarily going to hold either. So it's better to think about, I want to be away from those, those stump areas to where those struck bites come back to, if at all possible. So um, that's, that's kind of... Uh, what people came back with. And like I say, a lot of people looked at it and uh, they had their own opinions and their opinions are, are quite good, but it, it, it's something to where maybe they haven't been experienced in the same aspects as, as many other professional loggers around the country have. And so I'm going to pass this along again and, 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 and kind of take a look at it. But here, um, here's a, here's a little bit of a, of a, uh, a video that um, I had put together and I'm not running the sound, but you can see the, the directional felling can be done by taking that information and, and putting it uh, into the face notch and then a controllable hinge. Uh, but you've got to look at the, the leans. You've got to look at the other hazards in the possibility. You have to have a, an opening wide enough and long enough to be able to place the tree. But a, a face notch, many people say, oh, that's not deep enough. It's not deep enough. Well, if you don't have a lot of side lean, the side lean or the length of the hinge works with uh, controlling the side weight. You could actually, if you had two foot of side lean, you can aim two foot to the opposite side. If that hinge holds, you can, you can actually uh, move that direction of the tree into a, away from the lean. And this particular tree here is fairly straight. I had a spot out I was trying to hit, and uh, it went right right on target. And uh, that's that's what we expect to do with it. I want to play through this. Uh, chainsaw operators over the years in Logwoods that lost their life because they didn't understand a notch and a hinge. They were given the task of putting a tree on the ground. Like one guy told me, or several of them, is that I don't get paid to maybe go this way or that way. I just get paid to put them on the ground, you know? And so they rush through and drop them. But a lot of times the boss is right on their tail saying, you know, you can't leave that wood on there because it's going to pull fiber on my tree. And it drops my value. And so if I'm going to pay you, you can't do that. So what do they do? They stay there with the tree while it's moving. If you watch a lot of times on YouTube, the guys are stating, oh, I'm, I'm going I'm to take a little bit more off over here. I want that tree to jack over this way. I want to do this, that, and other. Look at where the tree goes. It goes back to the face notch. If I take a side of the hinge off, the tree will turn. 
but how much do you take off? How much do you add on this side to pull the tree? Like, like if, I, if I wanted to pull this tree over, say, three feet more to the left, how much more would I hold over here or take off over here to do it? <clears throat> so uh, looking at that video, you know, there was a lot of concerns, um, <clears throat> you know, not being able to control that they don't trust the hinge but that that comes back to to thinking about as i said the length of the hinge supports the side lean the thickness of the hinge stays attached during the fall so we use a 10 percent of the diameter roughly as a good rule of thumb in the the thickness or width of the hinge 80 percent of the diameter as a minimum in the length of the hinge to support that side weight that's determined also by the opening of the face notch. In other words, uh, how, how much opening it has, and we try to go with at least 70 degrees or more because that allows the tree to get pretty much to the ground before that hinge is, is broken. And uh, too thin, uh, say, you know, 45 to 50 degrees is going to stop the tree halfway to the ground or try to. The hinge is going to break at that point and some of the control is lost. Possibility for a kickback from the tree. Possibility that you're going to have, uh, you know, more limbs and things flying because of lack of control. So you have to think about you need that face notch opening long enough or wide enough to be able to control that tree down to the earth. And so that's that's the concept of, of how it works. Now, this particular one here now, uh, if we if we look at this lean of the tree. Tree placement and hinge is determined by the diameter and the lean of the tree. Notches made to allow the hinge to work. Fiber pulls or breaks from the back of the hinge to the front. How much hinge did we want? I got two inches there. Right at an inch and a half on that side. And you can see how it started to pull here. Best hinge we could have had have been probably about an inch. Face notch allows the hinge to work. The notch sets the direction in how long the hinge controls. The degree of opening should be 70 degrees or more. You know, as as we start to to consider these basic things, you can build and you can come up with your own versions of techniques, but you have to have a base to start with. And your plan should be that uh, you can control the tree as best as you possibly can for that particular tree situation. But you also have to think about you need to get away from that stump. And most people say at a 45 degree direction away from the direction of fall. And so that puts you in, in 45 to one side or the other. And we usually try to use what we call the good side of the tree, which is a side away from the side lean that we want to try to finish the tree on and then escape 15 to 20 feet, if at all possible. Get back behind something, uh, some other object or another tree that you can be able to guard yourself or at least shield yourself from falling limbs and broken limbs and other adjacent things falling. And uh, that's, that's what we try to do. We don't want to stay there at the stump thinking that we're steering because if you look 
look at the majority of uh, videos that are out there, if, if you take, and I see this all the time in training, if you, if you take some of the hinge off, yes, it can possibly break sooner and twist or turn the tree, but you, you, you can't say how much. So it's important to, to look at uh, a nice straight controlled hinge across and that's going to take it to that face notch opening that you've planned for direction and placement. And if you look at most people who are trying to steer the tree by removing hinge during the fall, it generally goes back to the face notch location. Look at that, the direction that face notch is going. Now, if you set it up to spin or twist a tree, which is not very liked by OSHA and ANSI and, and professional operations in the United States because they know that staying there with a tree, trying to twist and turn it, holding fiber on one side or the other, puts you in a struck by situation heavier. So you, you don't want to stay there. But if you do, you, you, you really don't know exactly if that tree hits anything. It's not going to butt rebound. It's not going to twist towards you. It's not going to throw debris back for struck by situations. So your technique should be such as you need to be able to get to your escape route and still maintain control of the tree. And that's where a proper face notch hinge and plan comes into place. So this is Tim Ard. And I want to say thank you for uh, dropping by today. I hope you've got something there to think about. And uh, we hope to see you along the Forest Staffs Road in the future.